Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about working with professionals to give them the tools to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today we're kind of doing a two for one because not only are we going to talk about how to uh, make your business more successful, we are also going to talk about how to make yourself more successful in the career that you choose. So please join me today in welcoming Kathy Grosskirth to our program. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you so much, Deb. It's just wonderful to be here with you today. Well, and the cool thing is, Kathy and I actually know each other in the real world. You know, so many times I'm interviewing people who I have only met virtually. So it's really fun to be able to talk with somebody who I network with and volunteer with and socialize with and, oh, good golly, all those various things. So before we go any further, let me tell folks just a little bit about you. So go ahead. Okay, <laughs> great. So Kathy Grosskirth is the owner of Bookkeeping Clean and Simple your one-stop resource for bookkeeping, internal controls, financial review, training, and projects. In her spare time, she assists job seekers determine their God-given direction for life and work. Kathy lives in Austell, Georgia, and enjoys traveling, volunteering, and spending time with her extended family. So again, Kathy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Deb. Like I said, it is just wonderful to be here and to talk a little bit about uh, you know, you know about what we do, and it's just really exciting mm-hmm. to share that with with your audience today. Right. So let's jump into that because I know we want to spend the majority of the time talking about finding the career that is truly your passion. And you've been working um, for several years, providing training courses, support, all sorts of things to people here um, in in this immediate area. But you also have you know, some online resources and things like that that anybody can tap into. And so tell us first, why did you decide that this was something that you wanted to spend a lot of time? And I know it's a lot of time. Why, you know, why did you decide this was something that, that you wanted to really help people with? Well, uh, to make a long story short, I actually started doing this back in the mid-90s when we had one of our recessions back in that time. And then uh, I volunteered with a church that I was involved with, and we did some of the same type of stuff. And then, of course, as my kids got older and stuff, I kind of got away from that. And then fast forward to 2013, which was about four or five years after that last big recession that we had. And there was a lot of people that were not having a good chance of getting employed back what they were doing. And then we also had people coming out of school and all that. So I got to thinking and I was going to a church uh, not too far from here. I was attending a church not too far from here. And I thought, well, this would be a good ministry to start. So I did talk with them and basically, um, We were able to launch in May of 2013 a job networking support group where we started having people come. And then, of course, I reached out to folks like yourself to do the social media piece. But we were basically trying to teach them not only how to get that next job, but to get the job that God designed for them. And it kind of evolved uh, in the last couple of years. We actually moved this to a different ministry called Sweetwater Mission. 
And that's where it's been since July of 2015. Mm -hmm. And we're using the Crossroads Career Curriculum. But it's basically the same thing. We're not only equipping folks for the work world, but we're also equipping them to find that passion that drives them to either life or work. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and as you mentioned, I've been very uh, honored and privileged to be one of the trainers. Um, I talk about social media, how to use LinkedIn, how to behave yourself on Facebook, you know, so that a potential employer doesn't go, hmm, no, not so much. And, and it truly is something that is fascinating to be able to help people. And you provide so many different courses. You know, you've, you've had uh, people work with the, the folks who are participating on how to do their resumes how to dress, how to do interviews, you know, all of these things that so many of us take for granted that, you know, is truly something that we need to continue teaching. And, you know, and, and I love the fact that, you know, this program, this radio program reaches a lot of small business owners, a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, a, a wide variety of people. And for many of us, we may have not actually been in the job market for years, especially if we launched our own business, you know, and sometimes it means that we have to go back into the job market for, you know, whatever reason. And we really don't know, you know, how to do a resume, what's going to be, you know, asked of us during an interview, all of those things, you know, or maybe, um, you know, it's, it's something along the lines. I know you've had a lot of people who have participated who have been downsized in their current positions, you know, and, and, you know, they might be a little bit more blue collar type of workers. And, you know, obviously there's nothing wrong with that, but they don't have those resources either. And so that's what I really like about your program is it's for people of all levels. Exactly. And one of the things that we try to do is, like you said, we, we try not to reach, not only reach people at all levels, but we try to get them to understand that this is the best time for them to determine what is it that they're gifted to do. Right. And then we try to work with them with their strengths to try to direct them into a career that should be the best fit for them, because mm -hmm. that's the time where they're at a crossroads, exactly right. what we, we talk about. You know, mm -hmm. um, we, we guide them through those crossroads, starting with if they need to, to determine what, what path they should be on. And that takes a lot of uh, pre-planning and stuff. And then we have folks that already know what they want to do. They just need to polish up on their resume skills and their interviewing types mm -hmm. of things. And then we have folks that just need uh, to learn a little bit more about the need to go out and network and meet people and, and that kind of thing. Right. You know, and, and I know one of the, the great resources that you have provided is also kind of a self-esteem boost for folks. Because, you know, when I have talked to some of the people who have been in these training programs, some of them were, you know, have been out of work for a while. You know, they have been interviewed. They've been close you know, all these various things, and they just haven't gotten the positions. And of course, that is, it, it's demoralizing. Oh, so, yeah. you know, I love the fact that part of what you're doing is you're giving folks these resources to build them back up, to show them that they have this great value that they can be providing to an employer. Yes, and, and that's really important because after being beat down, and that was one of the things we were noticing when people were coming in, they were just so discouraged, and there right. was quite a few of them that were discouraged to the point where they just wanted to give up. But mm -hmm. as long as they stuck with the program and we were able to, you know, just let them know how much 
we cared about them succeeding. I think for most of them, that ended up being what made them continue on with the fight. And we right. could probably name uh, probably about half a dozen or so that, that have been able to stick it out and, and find uh, something. It may not be their uh, their final job mm-hmm. that they want, but at least they got out there and, and are working the goals. Right. Well, and you mentioned networking, and, and that's a big part of this because not only do you show them you know, how to be networking out in the public, but they're also networking with each other. And especially for those folks who are feeling a little bit down, a little bit demoralized, it's also extremely isolating. You know, if, is in, and especially if they were used to being in some type of office environment where they were talking with a lot of people every day, you know, all these various things. Now, all of a sudden, for the most part, they're alone. That's right. And, that's you know, right. And, and so you're working with them to show people, to show them, talk to each other, you know, share tips, share, share, you know, job uh, uh, opportunities, all these various things. And it, it is great for them just to realize they're not alone. Absolutely, Deb. And one of the things that we tell people is that don't discount anybody that you run into because mm-hmm. you just never know where your next lead may come from. You just never know. So, I mean, it could be your hairdresser, it could be your mail person, it could be the person at the checkout line of the grocery store. I mean, you just never know who it's going to be that will provide you with that lead. It may not be that person, but it may be somebody that they know. Right. It's funny, you know, I, I frequently talk with folks and, and I tell them, it's not who you know, it's who your connections know. That's that, right. That might be it. You know, your your neighbor, it might be their spouse, their sibling their mother their co-worker whoever who has a job opening you know and, and so like you said don't ever discount hey i'm standing in line at the grocery store you know clearly you don't want to say hey i'm looking for a job but you know open if they're obviously open to it kind of open up some of those little discussions and you know it's it's funny i tell people um you know i work a lot with college students who are getting ready to, to go out in the job market and i said you know you need a business card don't put your address on it, you know, and, and I said, but have an email address and anymore, a Gmail address is perfectly fine. You know, businesses understand this, this works great and a phone number. And then you might even want to put on there what type of position you're looking for, because, you know, if if you've given that to somebody again, they might go, I don't know, but Ooh, I do know somebody who's looking for that. Yes, and we tell them the same thing, too, because, like I said, you just never know. And, in fact, um, one of my son's first jobs was with Aldi in Mableton, and I just happened to be grocery shopping there. And I had overheard one of the cashiers say that they were looking for people. And so I went home, and I told my son about it. He went up there the same day, filled out the application, and over the course of the next week, he had to take a series of tests and and drug testing and all that. But he did get the job, and that was basically just because I was in the grocery line at Aldi and overheard that conversation. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's so important that your kind of close network, whether it's your family, close friends, things like that, that they know that you're looking for something. Because just like with you and your son, they might hear of an opportunity. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind is, you know, tell your friends. And and it's okay. I mean, you know, depending on how comfortable you are with posting things on social media, you can even post there. You know, hey, keep me in mind if you hear about a position regarding yada, 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 you know, whatever it is. But it's, it's funny. I have a great story about, you know, putting something on your business card years ago. 
I was giving a, a course um, at uh, University of Northern Colorado, and I was talking about LinkedIn and you know various things, obviously. But I always say you know that that you need to think of it as you're marketing a product, and the product is you. And so I was talking with this one young woman, and, and I made him go around to, you know, and these were seniors getting ready to graduate, and I said, I want you to tell me what your perfect career would be. And, and I got, you know, totally funny answers and, and very interesting answers, but this one young woman looked at me and she said, I want to work for the White House Press Corps. And I looked at her and I said, I met the White House Press Secretary last week. I need to get your, your information. Wow. <laughs> now, I don't know any, if anything came of that, but I did connect them. So it's, it's just like you said, you never know who somebody might be connected to. Now, that's a pretty lofty goal. And then, yes. you know, the chances of something like that happening were really pretty slim to none. I mean, it was a total fluke. But you might tell somebody, hey, I'm interested in, you know, working in sales and marketing. I'm interested in, you know, doing, um, uh, you know, the landscaping, you know, all these various things. And again, you never know who your connections might know. That's true. That is so true. And that's one of the things that even though we don't uh, advertise that we do this through our job networking meetings, uh, a lot of the volunteers that we work with, yourself included, have actually taken a few people under their wing, so to speak, and have uh, tried to mentor them and help them with connecting. In fact, I can think of an example of uh, one of the gentlemen, uh, and you've met him, Johnny and his wife, mm -hmm. and they... Um, he, he got laid off from the Kmart because the warehouse that he was working closed mm -hmm. and they attended our networking meetings for probably about a year and they connected with one of our volunteers mm -hmm. named John who basically got him an inside lead with the Department of Transportation. Wow. It was a temporary job. Yeah, it was a temporary job at first, but he once he got that temporary job, he was already there for when the uh, openings came up for some permanent positions. Mm -hmm. And now he's with them working full-time. I guess it's been about a year and a half wow. now that he's been with mm -hmm. them full-time. Mm -hmm. And even his wife uh, is right now working for Costco, and she's trying to get into the banking field. Mm -hmm. But what's good, really good about working for Costco is that it's given her this uh, recent cash managing experience, which a lot of banks are going to look for, because mm -hmm. she was in banking for a while and had gotten out of it. Mm -hmm. So. Right. That's how that's how that that worked out for him. And that's just through knowing uh, John, knowing people and can connect mm -hmm. Johnny to those opportunities. Right. You know, and and you mentioned that that Johnny started out in a temporary position. And, you know, that's one of those things, especially when you've been off work for a little bit, you know, and, and everybody's perspective as to how long they you know can survive is, is different. But sometimes we think, oh, that's not the perfect job for me. And then, you know, a couple of weeks go by and you're like, oh, you know, and, and at some point, and we're not saying that you need to settle for a position, but sometimes you do have to take a position that will get you through until that perfect position comes along. And you never know that temporary position, as you mentioned, like with Johnny might turn out to actually be a, a great fit. So it's, it's tricky because we always are thinking, oh, I want that perfect job, you know, and all those things. And then pretty soon the bills come due and, and all of those things. And so it might mean that you have to take a job that really isn't, you know, your, your perfect job, but 
you still need to be open to those type of things. Exactly. And that was one thing that uh, it was really good that Johnny was open to that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure John did a good job of telling him that, well, you're going to start here, but this is going to open doors for you once you get inside the system. And that's Mm -hmm. always a good thing. And and I've seen that happen with some other folks. I have too many stories that it it would just take up too much time. But Mm -hmm. his I consider a success because... Mm -hmm. They worked the program. They they came to the meetings and they absorbed a lot of the information. And you know that that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You, you'd only you get what you put into it yourself. Right. So right. You know, and and it, it is that you know when you are in the job market, you are that product. Um, you know, and, and so it's all about how are you going to market yourself. But let's take a step back because sure. we, you know, we've mentioned it several times about figuring out what your true passion, what you're calling, you know, all of those various things, whatever we want to you know, phrase it as. How do we figure that out? Well, it basically the first step that I would suggest to anybody is that you've just got to make the time and do it. And what better time is it when you are in between jobs because mm-hmm. you've got all the time in the world, it's seemingly. So right. why not go ahead and get started? A lot of people will get uh, so depressed or, or they get uh, loaded down with inertia and whatever and they don't even and they won't even go there. So, but uh, there's quite a few things you can do. There's some assessments you can do uh, through the Crossroads Career uh, resources that that are available through uh, the Sweetwater Mission Ministry. Mm-hmm. They actually have a, a seven step plan to kind of oh. help help guide you through this. Okay. So, um, uh, and if you didn't have access to those resources, I would just say what you could do is just to take a notepad. Mm-hmm. And just start on one side, or you can divide it in half, uh, either horizontally or vertically. But start on one side of the page and just list all the things that you like. And it's kind of like a brainstorm. You're listing all the things that you like. And it doesn't necessarily have to be job-related. All the things that make your heart sing. And and list those things. Uh, Don't limit yourself. Uh, just just do that, and then once you do that, then you can go to the other side and start listing those things that you know you don't like, because okay. that's important to consider, too, because right. if you if you know that you're not going to want to stand uh, sit around and answer phones all the time, then you're going to want to put that down. If you don't mm-hmm. want a long commute, you're going to put that down as something that you want to do. Okay. And then at some point, once you do those, you're going to pick out your top seven uh, from those lists and then kind of condense it down and see if there's some patterns going on Mm -hmm. in there. And from there, then um, you can actually do some other assessments to see what those patterns are. Now, if you're in a group like ours, we can kind of help you synthesize that information Mm -hmm. to kind of get you on a road to either a new career or chances are you may already have the skill sets that you need to start right. pursuing some of those things. If not, then we can direct you on what kind of education you might need in order to uh, get the skills that you need to get in that career. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I had an epiphany about this last time is that sometimes your calling and your career are not the same thing. And, and when I realized that, and let me repeat that again, sometimes your calling and your career are not the same thing. And what that means is that you may be working a career to enable you to do your calling. Right. 
So, for example, if you like to go out and travel and things like that, you may have to work your career around the fact that you like to travel and see mm-hmm. new places and stuff like that. Or maybe you like, or maybe your your passion is movies and, and stuff like that. So maybe you might work as an extra or maybe work in the back office of a, a studio or something so you can be around that environment. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some things like that. Right. Well, and sometimes when you look at those passions, you might decide that you need a career shift. Um, right. I recently interviewed someone on my program who both she and her husband you mentioned travel. I mean, they absolutely love to travel. And when they got married, that was kind of one of those things that they thought, oh my gosh, we have so much in common because we love to travel. So they both created careers for themselves where they only have to have an internet connection in order to do their work. So they spend part of their time in the Caribbean. They spend part of their time in China. You know, all these various things because they literally can work anywhere in the world as long as they have internet. And, you know, and, and so that's something, you know, to keep in mind. I'm looking at my screensaver, which is a big flower picture right now. Now, I do not have a green thumb. But, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe something like that is something that somebody has a true passion for is, is you know, growing flowers and, and all of these things. Well, maybe you need to start as a volunteer somewhere. Right. And right. then it might turn into a career, you know, or... You know, maybe you go to work for a nursery as, you know, as as summer help and then it turns into full time or, you know, all these various things. So that's what I love about your suggestions to create that passion list. You know, what are those things that really, really get you so excited? Because it could be that you can turn it into a career. Exactly. And and I can even just uh, briefly cite me as an example of that. Uh, About five or six years ago, I was uh, working in a medical office doing billing, but I was also doing the bookkeeping on the side. But even before that, I had actually started doing bookkeeping as a volunteer for Mm -hmm. Cod Disaster Recovery when we had a bunch of flooding coming through right around the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I, I, and from that, I picked up two or three clients I was doing on the side, but I was still doing this other work and I was also volunteering as well. So in 2012, I made the decision that I wanted to go ahead and pursue the bookkeeping full time. So I went through that same process and I went through deciding um, how, how I wanted to structure my day. And one of the things I, I decided is that I did not want to have to commute to an office anymore, mm-hmm. which is one of the things that I've been able to do fast forward five years later. And I would uh, have to say that I love what I do for the main reason that I don't have to commute to an office right. if I don't want to. But virtually everything I do is from, from my home office. And it's mm-hmm. wonderful to have that flexibility. Not everybody can can work in that environment but for me and for my personality and my work style it it, it's perfect for me Mm -hmm. right you know and and we've mentioned several times volunteering you know I always especially when I'm working with you know college students or even high schoolers they say well I want to do x but I have I have no uh, experience in that and I tell them okay fine then volunteer find you know whatever it is more than likely, there is a nonprofit organization that needs you to volunteer to do that. Absolutely. Um, you know, typically, obviously, I'm working with communication students. So I tell them, find a nonprofit and uh, volunteer to do their public relations. You know, and you don't have to do it long term. Maybe you tell them, hey, you've got a, a big fundraising event coming up. I'd like to help you with the marketing for that. You know, all these various things. 
And that certainly qualifies as a job skill. You know, I tell it people, you, you even list that on LinkedIn. So, you know, volunteering is a great way. And sometimes you volunteer and you're like, oh, no, this really wasn't something I wanted to do. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, it's it's great way. Plus, it comes back to what we were saying at the very beginning. You are also making fabulous business connections that Absolutely. way. Absolutely. You know, look at who the board of directors are. Look at who the other volunteers are. Um, I've done that several times where I got involved in organizations that were great organizations. I love volunteering for them. But my number one reason was to make to, to meet those people on that board of directors. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, I, I can even cite Sweetwater Mission as an example of an organization that will actually, if, if they like you well enough and they find a need and they will work what they can do to create a position for you if, if mm-hmm. necessary. Uh, and, and also just recently they hired somebody that was doing community service to work in the warehouse and, and right. be a, a right-hand person to the mm-hmm. food pantry director. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, probably most of the folks that are working there right now, I think even the executive director, Darlene, is uh, started out as a volunteer there. Right. So you never know. Mm-hmm. You know and, and I think that's the thing to, to really keep in mind, and, and we've said it several times, is you never know. You know, keep your mind open. You know, you might think, oh, you know, they want me to do what? But again, you never know, you know, and and so keep an open mind. Think about the skills and the connections that you can make by doing those activities. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that people struggle with is, you know, they don't know how to go forward. So what are some of the big obstacles that people face in, in, you know, pursuing these career paths of their dreams? And then how do we get through those obstacles? Well, Deb, I think for, uh, and I've seen this with a number of people over the years, I think a lot of it is that the initial shock of being let go from a company, they have to kind of mourn that. And some people... They're able to go through the the steps. I mean, it's like mourning a death. So they have to go through those steps just like if they were grieving over a lost loved one or something of that nature. And like I said, Mm -hmm. some people go through it pretty quickly. But then there's others that get stuck in the depression stage. And unfortunately for them, they start isolating themselves. And then they get tricked into thinking that, well, I can just go ahead and start putting in applications online and this Mm -hmm. and that. And that's going to be enough. So, you know, they just they just. The inertia builds from that, and then it's also a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy because they end up um, getting rejection after rejection, mm-hmm. and then they just spiral downward. So my, right. my first thing to anybody is to reach out. I mean, we have the resources uh, in this community, and in South Cobb especially, we're trying to build those up where people can come and meet other people and, and get connected and stuff like that. There's also various groups on Facebook and and things like that. LinkedIn too. Uh, I think there's even Twitter. You can do Twitter. Um, a, lot, a lot of things going through Twitter. Right. But my main thing is that you've got to start somewhere. You've got to make the effort to get out, no matter how bad you feel. You've got to reach out and mm-hmm. reach out for help. If you have a company that's paying for you for outsourcing services, go ahead and take advantage of that because Definitely. that is. That is a free resource that you would have to pay big bucks for otherwise. Mm-hmm. But even just doing that will get you connected with with, with somebody and right. some people. You know, and it's funny you mentioned that you know, we, we mourn. 
And, and we truly do because even it's funny, even if it was a job you didn't like, if it, if it wasn't your choice to leave, there's kind of that, oh, they didn't love me type of, of feeling. And it's funny, you know, I worked for um, a very, very large uh, multinational corporation. They went through some downsizing and I actually asked to be put on the severance list, um, you know, for a variety of reasons, partially because that just wasn't my passion and, you know, and I wanted to go elsewhere. They, of course, said, sure, you know, you're the department manager. You've got the big salary. Let's let's definitely do that. So, you know, and, and they treated me wonderfully. I mean, I had a six-month severance package. I had all sorts of things. But when it actually came time to leave, there was that little voice in my head that said they didn't love me. And if they really valued me as an employee, they would have found a way for me to stay. They would have begged you to stay, yeah. Yeah, you know, and even though it was my choice pretty much to leave. Now, I would have eventually been put on the severance list, yes. I mean, you know, that was, it was inevitable. But, you know, there, there are those things, you know, where you know that it was nothing personal. Uh, you know, the, the company just downsized all these various things. And, and you do, you think they, they could have kept me. They could have found a way. And so you have to work through those feelings of, you know, betrayal maybe is, yeah. is one of the best ways to put it. Right. And, yeah, and then, of course, you do have the situations where there was a problem. There was an issue. And that was why you were asked to leave. And, you know, so if that's the case, then really look at those circumstances. You know, was it that you didn't have the right skill set? Okay. Then how can you get that skill set? You know, did you have, and I'm putting this in my little fancy air quotes, attitude problems right okay that's definitely something you can work on you know all these various things so examine what led to why you had to leave and turn it into positives you know what can you learn from that right because uh, before you can even move on you've got to address that situation or it's going to be a continuing problem as you go through your work career, you have to address those issues. And like you said, you have to turn them into positives. You have to learn from them. You have to find out what those lessons are mm-hmm. and so that you don't repeat them as you move forward. Because until you do that, you're not going to be successful. And this is also what I tell people. Uh, unfortunately, as much as we want to help guide and direct others there's going to be folks that, for whatever reason, they're not going to accept our help or they're not right. going to accept mm-hmm. what we do. So we have to find a way to either try to direct them to some resources that will help them. And I had a lady a couple of years ago that I was dealing with with this very same thing. Uh, she came across as being very negative and that can carry through your interview process. That can carry through just any any time of, type of networking situation. Until you address those things, you're just going to be flashing uh, negativity uh, on right. all about you. And mm-hmm. so you've got to address those things first before you do anything else. Right. You know, and it if at all possible, ask the people where you left. Hey, what what was the problem? You know, or you know. To put it, you know, in a more positive way, you know, what can I do to make things better? You know, and and so, you know, for example, we had this one woman who she came and interviewed with us at at a company I was working for and fresh out of college. Actually, I'm not even sure she she was very young, so she might not have even been out of college, not dressed appropriately, you know, and, and it was one of those things where you knew she was trying, but she, you know, and and so her skirt was too short. Her blouse was a little bit low cut, you know, some things like that. And that was part of the reason why we decided not to hire her. 
And so she came back to me and she said, you know, what, what could I do better? And I said, well, first of all, you had typos in your resume. I said, that, that was a big red flag. In, you know, because the business that we were in was very detail-oriented. Oh, and I said, you know, and so that's just, you know, hello, don't ever, ever, ever have typos anywhere, LinkedIn, all those various things. Um, but I told her, I said, you know, and, and, but I need to address how you were dressed. And, you know, and, and, I, and she said, oh, you know, it's so expensive to get a suit. And I said, well, sweetie, what you need to do is go to a consignment store, go to, you know, a, a, a thrift store, you know, Sweetwater Mission has clothes, Goodwill has clothes, you know, all these various places. I said, it doesn't have to be a $300 suit that you got at Macy's or Nordstrom's. Right. It just has to look professional. Um, you know, and, and I said, and, and, you know, we knew that she was uncomfortable because she kept pulling her skirt down right? and, you know, some things like that. So she knew she wasn't dressed appropriately, but it never, you know, she had been taught you have to dress in a suit. And I said, no, oh, okay. Um, maybe depends on what you're applying for, but there are certainly ways to get around having to spend a fortune on interview clothes. And yep. sometimes it just means that you call a friend and say, Hey, can I borrow? Right. Um, you know, if they're a good friend, they'll they'll probably let you borrow. Oh yeah, most definitely. So you know, but, and, and and I mentioned one of the big red flags, and this is something that I love that that you provide a service for, and that's resume writing. Oh yeah. Because how many times have we seen typos in resumes? You know, and and when we've got you know three, four hundred, five hundred people applying for a job, they're not looking for reasons to bring you in. They're looking for reasons to eliminate you. That's right. And you've, if you've got even a typo, it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't even look any further. It's just away your resume goes. Yep, yep. I know that um, uh, one company that I was working with had over, I think, 300 applicants for one job. So, mm-hmm. yes, you've got to find a way to eliminate the, the background noise, so to speak, and right. uh, pull through those that you really want to talk to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you have any typos or anything like that, that's gonna uh put you in the circular file right oh yeah you know and and it's funny i was interviewing i was interviewing people for a position you know at a company that i was at one time and they were actually a fabulous candidate you know they they had all the credentials we were looking for all those various things but her cover letter she had just done a cut and paste and it still was directed to another company that she had interviewed with and I just thought that was funny. I mean, you know, but it did. It got her resume in the circular file. Yeah. Because I thought, you know, if you can't fix something that simple, then you're going to make even bigger mistakes on, on our time. And, and we're just not going to have that. And one of the things I see on the uh, job boards, too, because I'm a member of a lot of the uh, uh, job network or job seeker groups on Facebook, is that somebody will post a position mm-hmm. and then they'll ask an obvious question that's already listed in the announcement. Mm-hmm. It, it, to me, that just shows you're not paying attention. Right. You know, you don't have that attention to detail. Mm-hmm. So when I bring you in on the job that may transfer over into what you're doing for me. And if I can't trust you to be on point when I bring you in, um, what makes you think, you know, it, it, it's just they, people do things like this. They shoot themselves in the foot and they don't even realize they're doing it. Right. You know, and, and especially online, you can take the time to look through, to double check these things. Um, you know, you, you mentioned job boards. I've seen things where they've said, you know, the position, the hours are nine until five. And then in the comments, somebody will say, what are the hours? Mm. Exactly. <laughs> you know? and, exactly. And, and, yeah. So, again, you're thinking, 
are they are they going to pay attention to detail? Probably not. Next. Yeah. You know, exactly. and, and so don't shoot yourself in the foot because we do all have obstacles. You know, that's just kind of what's there. So don't make silly mistakes that, you know, don't even give you a chance. Right. And the, see, so these are some of the topics that we talk about in our job networking support mm-hmm. groups. We talk about what things to put in a resume, what things to leave out. Uh, in the interviewing, we actually have folks to help with mock interviews to kind of right. give them some pointers on that. Mm-hmm. Salary negotiations, we talk about some of the things that you can do beforehand. Uh, like you were saying, there's ways we can research the company. We can even go on LinkedIn and see if we can find people who are connected with that company that might can give us an inside scoop um, on what to expect possibly and that kind of thing. So, I mean, there's things that we can do. Uh, What I like about our group is that uh, we're a soft place for a lot of these folks to fall if they'll let us be that for them. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and as you mentioned, you've got great resources and you post them on the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash Cobb, and that's two Bs, Cobb Career Site. And, you know, it, it, it is obviously for people who are in Cobb County, which is here in Georgia. It's a, um, right outside of Atlanta. But there's also resources there that anybody can find valuable. So, you know, is this a group that anybody can join or do they have to be just here in Cobb County? Uh, anybody, Deb, that wants to be a part of that group can. We actually have a Facebook page and then a companion group. What we found with the group is that the group is a little bit more intimate and there's more information sharing among the members of that group that you're, you can feel free to ask questions without everything kind of falling down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the information is cross-posted. And the thing about the Cobb Career Site uh, Facebook gr- page and group is that we have a shared resources folder that mm-hmm. I try to keep updated uh, pretty much on a continuous basis, I get job leads from Cobb Works mm-hmm. and also through Goodwill and a few other places, and I upload those to that shared folder. So mm-hmm. I have that shared folder pinned to the top in our uh, Cobb Career Site Facebook page, so that way you can click on that link and access all the information in there. And it also includes some of the past handouts and PowerPoint presentations and things like that from some of our past uh, presenters and things like that. So it's very good resource. And, you know, right now we have, well, as of earlier this year, we have uh, reached a milestone. We we have over a thousand uh, likes to our Facebook page. Cool. And so, yeah, that and, and that page has been around. Actually, that page has been around for like three or four years, but it kind of migrated from another location. So, mm-hmm. so. Right. Well, and as you mentioned, it's it's great resources for anybody. Um, you know, you've I've, I've frequently seen posts where you have talked about uh, careers from home. So, you know, whether it's you know, some people can do call center, um, you know, you can can do all sorts of things. So clearly those are opportunities for anybody anywhere. Um, but, you know, and, and the, the presentations that people have given, there's great information there no matter where you live. So, you know, I really encourage people to check that out. And, you know, if you have a resource that you'd like to add, I'd encourage you to talk to Kathy to say, hey, you know, here's something that, that I think would benefit the people. Oh, yes. We're open to receiving all sorts of information, and we'd love it for outsiders to post 
on either the page or the group. The group, if you post on the group, then it gets seen by more people, I think, because right. we, we try to do a lot of cross-posting and things like that. So one of the resources that I uh, didn't get a chance to mention, I want to mention now, is that if you live in Cobb County, you have an absolute uh, gem with the Cobb County Library System. Oh, yes. And this is a great resource. Even if you don't live in Cobb County, you can join the library for $30 a year. But it also provides you not only with books that you can check out through your Kindle, but they also have the Gale courses, which are like the six-week type courses. Mm -hmm. They also have the Linda training, which is kind right. of the on-your-own type right. thing. And that's that's through LinkedIn. That's through LinkedIn, but they also can access it through the Cobb County Library. You also have Galileo. Right. Mm -hmm. For businesses that want to do some industry-specific benchmarking of their uh, data and things mm -hmm. like that, you can access all those free through your membership of, uh, with the Cobb Library. So oh. lots of resources there. You can mm -hmm. learn a new skill without ever having to step outside of your home as long as you have an Internet connection. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I love that libraries offer that um, because it is something that many, many libraries offer. But, uh, you know, it, it, you definitely should check it out. And one of the cool things is, as you mentioned, you don't have to live here. You know, you can, can pay to be a part of that. And 30 bucks is not bad, folks. You know, this is, is something that to be able to have those resources. Because like the, the Linda, you know, if, you, uh, if you're doing it on your own, the Linda training through LinkedIn, there is a fee. If you do it through the, the library, there is no fee. So, you know, look into things like that. And, you know, you're at your computer probably anyway. So, you know, why not take advantage of those resources? And then kind of along those same lines, a lot of people don't have good computers, you know, and, and depending on what their skill set is, what their income level is, things like that. Always, always, always check your local libraries because frequently they have computers there that you can use. And so you can go in, you can work on your resume, you can apply for jobs online. You know, clearly there's, you know, each library has rules, but that's definitely a great resource to check into because, you know, how many times, Kathy, have we been told, well, I can't, I can't do a LinkedIn account because I don't have a computer. Well, sure you do. You just need to, to go to your library. Absolutely. And one of the newer things that they have through the Cobb Library System, and they probably have this with other major libraries throughout the country, is that they have where you can check out uh, wireless hotspots. Now, of course, these Ooh. are hard to keep in stock, and there's a waiting list for a lot of them right now. But if you can get one of them, I think you can keep it for like two to three weeks. Wow. So you can kind of plan your time around that if you know that you're going to be uh, – without internet and, and want to do that, then that might mm -hmm. be an option for you as well. Right. Well, and I know an awful lot of people who, you know, they rely on their company for internet. You know, that's where they're accessing some of these things. So they might not have those things at home. And, and you know, we scoff at, you know, it's, it's hard to believe that people, but there's a lot of people that don't have internet access at their home or they don't have computer equipment. So, you know, if you're able to get that through your local libraries, definitely check that out. Yes, most definitely. That was one of the wonderful courses that we um, offered, one of the wonderful presentations that we offered, other than the LinkedIn and the social media ones, because that's what everybody wants to know. They want to know how to get their LinkedIn profile just so, and they also want to know what they can do uh, for little to no cost to, to learn new skills. Right. You know, and, and it's funny because I always, you know, I, I love teaching the, the programs with you. 
And I always give examples of people who have a great LinkedIn profile and then totally blow it on Facebook um, because they're thinking, well, that's my personal space. And yes, it is. That is your personal space. However, you never know who's looking. Um, and, and I saw an example. Is This was actually presented at a, a conference that I was at several weeks ago of the major fails on, on Facebook. And this young woman had a new job or is getting ready to have a new job. And so she was posting on Facebook, starting my new job tomorrow. I already know I'm not going to like it. The people there are, you know, and, and, and it was, let's see how many bad things we can say about the company. And she said, you know, something along the lines of, and my new boss is, is just somebody that, you know, he's, he's stupid or something like that. Well, her new boss saw it. And so he commented and he said, well, now you don't have to worry because you're no longer employed. So, you know, keep things like that in mind. Again, you know, don't shoot yourself in the foot before you ever even go there. You know, don't post about drinking or worse on online. And, and even if you're joking about it, because a recruiter or an HR person, when they see things like that, they don't know that you're joking. So That's just right. don't go there, folks. And watch your language. Again, watch your grammar. Watch your punctuation. Do we make mistakes? Yes. You know, I post from my phone and I am, oh, it comes up with some of the, the funniest autocorrect words. I love it when it comes up with an autocorrect that's not a real word. I'm like, wait, where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you, you do have to watch those things. So, you know, and, and, you know, same thing with when you're in public. You know, Kathy mentioned this several times. You never know who you're going to network with. So what is that impression that people are going to get from you? You know, are you at the grocery store in your flip-flops and your jammies? You know, or do you at least look, clean and presentable um you know i'm not saying you have to go to walmart in your suit but maybe not your pajamas right <laughs> so what are some more tips that you have for folks when they're looking for a new passion a new career in their life well we've covered i think the gamut but the the other thing i would say is that you just you just can't give up i mean and, and right. try not to let let things discourage you. Don't focus on just the online stuff either. You've got to have those face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that we provide through our networking support groups is uh, the opportunity to meet people in person. Mm -hmm. If you are actually looking uh, to pursue like an entrepreneurial type avocation or that kind of thing, look at some of the business networking uh, groups in the area. Mm -hmm. uh, Cobb County has like 10 or 12 different oh, business least. associations. Mm -hmm. And in fact, tonight is a, a gathering at a local hospital that, mm -hmm. that I'm going right. to tonight. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just, you got to seek out those opportunities. You just got to do it. You just got to put right. yourself out there. You have to do right. it. Mm -hmm. oh, and, and, networking in person is very important and you know we realize that your funds might be limited so look for the the groups that might not charge or charge a very minimal amount you know sometimes say for example an after hours a lot of times they don't charge for those at all you know or you can go to a lunch for free for the first time you know some things like that or it might be that members can take guests as you know and and Again, reach into your network. If you know somebody who belongs to that chamber of commerce or that BNI or whatever, ask them, can you go as their guest? Um, you know, it, 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 it takes work to get a new job, you know, and, and it's funny, but, and, and it didn't used to. It is much more difficult than it used to be, you know, 10, 20 years ago. It, you know, it's, and, and part of that is because the, there are just so many people applying for jobs now 
that whatever you can do to get a heads up, you've got to do. Right. And let me piggyback on that and just make sure that everybody understands this is a process. It's not going to happen overnight. It takes Mm -hmm. sometimes months or even years to develop those relationships. So don't give up. That's why I'm saying don't give up. You may find one or two groups will will serve your purpose. So try not also spread yourself out too thin as well. You Mm -hmm. don't want to be a member of five different organizations and not being able to make all the meetings and stuff that you got to target the groups that you're going to be a Mm -hmm. part of. Right. And maybe it's an industry group as opposed to a, you know, a, a, a mixture of all businesses, all these various things, you know, look into what it is and where you're going to be networking. Yep. All this is wonderful stuff. You know, and, and, you know, we've, we've mentioned it's going to take time. You know, you might have to settle for something in the meantime because, yes, we do have bills, you know, all these various things. But, you know, it, it, hopefully you will be able to find a career that is truly your passion. Absolutely. You just got to you just got to have faith and, and find out what your passion is. And, and then that way you can be laser. Fo- Why don't you figure that out? Everything else should start coming together. Right, right. So you mentioned that your passion is your bookkeeping business, which is called Bookkeeping Clean and Simple. And I love that concept because you don't do taxes. Right. You, you, and, I, and I'm saying just. You just <laughs> do people's bookkeeping. You know, it, that's not a just. You know, bookkeeping is something that is can be very complicated. And for so many small business owners, it's something, and, you know, I'm raising my, my hand here. I hate it. I hate doing all those various tasks and things like that. It's just not my passion. It's not something that I'm, I'm good at. So tell us what services you provide um, through your business. Well, I'm kind of uh, switching gears a little bit right now, Deb. Uh, I do have a few uh, ongoing clients that I'm going to keep, but my mm-hmm. my uh, focus is going to be switching to do more training and consulting, maybe oh, wow. doing some more CFO services, such as helping mm-hmm. small businesses uh figure out if their cash flow is uh, doing well and, and that kind of thing. And, and just basically training some of those smaller businesses who want to continue to do their books, how to do that and, and, and how, how that's going to work out. I, I'm still working out the details on that. But one of the signature services I offer is a file checkup where I can go in there. And if you're using QuickBooks, I can go in there and determine the health of your data file and that kind of thing and see what kind of issues are going on with it. And then cool. give you some recommendations on things that might me- need to be done to, to make those uh, better for your tax person. Mm-hmm. Now, now, you, you mentioned-, mentioned training. Do you only do training in person or do you have some online courses? Well, I actually have the capability with uh, Zoom technology, which is a, a virtual uh, platform where I can actually do what I call webinars and stuff like that. And so I can train in either QuickBooks type of uh, subjects. I can also Mm -hmm. train in bookkeeping basics, which I think a lot of small business owners really need to have if they're going to be doing their own books because they Mm -hmm. need to know uh, those basic concepts to make sure that they're using the programs correctly. Right. You know, and, and, you know, I mentioned tax preparation. It is much easier to do your taxes if you've done your books correctly. Yes. Um, You know, and, and, and that's, uh, and, and, you know, I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but really it's not. You know, I remember the first time I went to my accountant after I started my business and she just shook her head and she and she told me, here's what I need you to go do, 
because she could do it, but she wasn't, you know, it's obviously going to be much more cost effective if I could do it myself. And it's, you know, matters of knowing what you can deduct, what you can't deduct. I tell people all the time, you know, are you keeping track of your mileage for business? Did you know you can get reimbursed for that? I mean, I usually get several thousand dollars a year on our tax returns from business mileage. Now, I drive a lot. You know, Cobb, just Cobb County itself is the size of Rhode Island. So, you know, when we when we network here, it, we end up driving a lot, let alone if we're going to some of the other counties. You know, and, and but if you, and now especially if you have a business where you are driving maybe for that business, if you're not keeping track of your mileage, you're losing out. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, when, when you're helping people set their books up, you know, it's, it's all those things that people are thinking, oh, you know, uh, it's not a big deal. I, I can buy my computer on my personal card as opposed to the, you know, no, you know, all those various things. So I love that you can work with people to really make sure that they're truly optimizing their financial resources to make their business successful. Exactly. And one of the things, especially when people start out, there's going to be some commingling of funds, but eventually you right. want to try to get them to separate that out, especially if they're uh, formed as an LLCS corp or something mm-hmm. of that nature, because you want to make sure that they don't get flagged for auditing, for, for right. commingling and piercing that corporate veil. You mm-hmm. want to make sure that you keep your business stuff and personal stuff as separate as you can. Right. It's funny when I started my business and oh gosh, it's been, oh, I think maybe almost 20 years ago now. One of the best pieces of advice I got was somebody told me, set up your bank account for your business in a different bank. So not even just, you know, a different account, a different bank, you know, and and so we were with a credit union for personal and then I was with a bank bank for business and it made it very difficult to co-mingle funds by doing it that way right right and and that's one of the things that's also recommended by uh, various programs such as profit first they want you mm-hmm. to make sure that you have them physically separated so um, when when you do take profits out of the business it's it's not an easy thing to do so right well, and, you know, it is it is much easier when you're depositing checks. You know, do you get it in the right spot? Or when you're doing expenses, you know, are you paying it? Which accounts are you paying it out of? Because, again, you know, IRS is looking for stuff. So the, the better you can have your financial house in order, the better it's going to be. Right. And then on the flip side of that, you want to make sure that you're invoicing. If you're in a business where even if you're providing services, you want to make sure you invoice on a regular schedule. You don't mm-hmm. want your receivables to get too old because the longer they go uncollected, the most likely that they will not ever get collected. Those kind All of right. things. And that's some of the things I can consult with people about. Mm-hmm. So what other training do you provide for folks? Well, um, the other thing that I do is I do a yearly class on bookkeeping basics. It's a free class that I offer through Sweetwater Mission. It's usually done in the spring somewhere around March. And Mm -hmm. I usually start sending the announcements about that normally in the late fall, early winter so that people will know about it. But I only take like the first eight individuals uh, for that. So that's the only free one that I do. And every once in a while, I might do a, we- a free webinar or something like mm-hmm. that. So, But for the most part, uh, most of my classes, uh, um, if I come out to your location, you know, I-, I have all my prices and everything on the website. Mm-hmm. And I'm in the process of updating it now because I- I've got some other programs that I'm going to be implementing that I'm really excited about that I can't say anything about right now. Ooh, ooh. Hopefully, you'll keep us posted. Yes, yes, I will. Great. 
Kathy, we've got just a couple minutes, so tell us first how they find all the information about Cobb Career. Okay, uh, like David said earlier, it's uh, you go on Facebook and it's uh, www.facebook.com forward slash Cobb with two B's career site. That's all one word. And then the uh, group page, I'll have to go look that up real quick and tell you how to get there. I, I don't remember the address for that exactly. It's similar. Uh, they can search. Yeah, That'll they work. can search for that. Yeah, you can actually, it's actually called Cobb Career Site Career Connections. So okay. if you go on, if you do a, a search in Facebook, you just do Cobb Career Site and then hyphen career connections, and you should be able to find it with no problem. Great. Well, and as we mentioned, you don't have to be in Cobb County to be part of that. Right. Because the resources that are there are you know, pertinent to everybody. Or if you know, maybe you're an employer, it might be a great place for you to be able to, to connect with people who are looking for positions. Right. Or if you're looking to relocate to this area, that's also good. And then every mm -hmm. once in a while... I haven't been able to get on a good schedule, but I've been doing a, a few live Facebook uh, uh, things on certain topics, and I'll probably nice. start doing that again in the fall because summer's really a bad time to do anything like that because people are on vacation and stuff. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So if they want more information about bookkeeping clean and simple, how do they find that? Okay, uh, my web address for that is uh, www.bookkeepingcleanandsimple.com, and that's all one word. And um, they can go to the Contact Us page, and they can fill out the form, or they can just write me at Kathy at bookkeepingcleanandsimple.com. Perfect. And you've got great resources there, all sorts of fabulous information for folks. Very good. Yes, yes. Perfect. Well, we've got just a minute left, Kathy. So what is a tip that you would like to leave for you know, people when they're thinking about changing careers? Well, I would have to say that if you're thinking about changing careers, you probably need, again, to sit down and figure out the things that you really like and then the things that you don't like. Try to come up with a kind of consensus with that. And then uh, along with that, there's also various uh, assessment tools that you can uh, access on the Internet as well. Some of them are free. There's a few you may have to pay for, but I would try out the free resources first. A lot of the inventories that you get for uh, churches and stuff for, for spiritual mm -hmm. gifts, those are good jumping points to start. They're okay. not the perfect thing, but, you know, as long as you've got something kind of take several of them to kind of give you an idea as to. Um, any patterns that might be showing up. Perfect. You know, and what we really want to encourage folks is don't give up. Right. You know, it's, it, it's, it's okay to be discouraged. You're, you're human. You're going to be discouraged, but don't give up. And hopefully, you know, you will find that career that is your passion. Absolutely. Great. Well, I am Deb Creer. I've been having a fabulous time talking with Kathy Grosskurth of Bookkeeping Clean and Simple. And until next time, everyone have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.